On today's episode, time to rethink steel reinforcement of concrete. Today's episode is brought to you by Engineering.com, a globally trusted source for engineering content. Check out this and many other exclusive videos for the engineering professional found only on Engineering.com TV today. With the recent collapse of that Manhattan parking garage, plus the obvious and expensive damage to reinforced concrete infrastructure everywhere in the Western world, it amazes me that the regular and expensive failures of these structures are accepted by politicians and voters alike. You know, the designers and builders of the Egyptian pyramids and the Acropolis didn't spend the equivalent of hundreds of millions of dollars every couple of decades to keep those monuments from falling down. Yet this is the reality for reinforced concrete structures everywhere that isn't a desert. So why is this happening? Well, since the turn of the last century, the use of steel reinforcing rods embedded in concrete has been the preferred construction technique for large structures from skyscrapers to sewer mains, for sound engineering reasons. Steel is a terrific material under tension, something that concrete lacks, and the thermal expansion coefficient of steel is very close to that of today's concrete mixes, eliminating the problems of thermally induced stresses. And for the first couple of decades, it works great, until the water gets in. And it will get in unless the inevitable cracking in concrete columns and beams is addressed with meticulous maintenance, including durable, water-resistant coatings. Water is bad, but in the Northeast, road salt is in common use, and that saline solution is the perfect electrolytic fluid to facilitate corrosion of reinforcing bar. Now, unfortunately, the iron oxide produced by the corrosion of steel is greater in volume than the base metal that it corrodes. And since the bars are constrained by the concrete matrix, the pressure buildup is enormous. This creates a phenomenon called oxide jacking. For bars near the surface, this can cause spalling, something seen commonly in aging reinforced concrete bridge structures in America. Deeper inside the columnar beam, the stresses can create extensive cracking, letting even more moisture in and accelerating the process. The results are expensive to remediate and can be dangerous, as we've just seen in New York City. So what can be done? It's possible to use non-ferrous materials for the reinforcement, but it's expensive. Rebar can be epoxy-coated or galvanized, but again at high cost. It may be possible in the future to use 3D printing with composite fillers in concrete mixes to eliminate rigid reinforcement altogether, although no one to date has found a way to do this cheaply either. But the problem isn't in the engineering, I think, it's in the politics. Current steel-reinforced concrete structures in places like the American Northeast, they have a couple of decades of low-maintenance durability in front of them post-construction. But after that, it gets expensive. But those costs are externalized to taxpayers in the next generation. So would ratepayers tolerate construction costs that would be 50, 100, or 150% higher than current reinforced concrete to get a structure that would last maintenance-free for three or 400 years? Now, politicians say no, but I'm not so sure. Would I pay a modest toll to cross a major bridge structure that is engineered to last 500 years? Well, I would, as a sort of gift to future generations. And in the long run, I suspect that this would be a lot cheaper than spending billions to chip, sandblast, and patch reinforced concrete structures year after year and decade after decade. Well, that's it for today's audio version of End of the Line, brought to you by Engineering.com. If you like this podcast, subscribe to Engineering.com to get personalized story recommendations, follow topics you care about, and participate with the global engineering community. You can also watch this podcast as a video along with our other exclusive series only on engineering.com TV. Thanks for tuning in.